Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got Jesse. How are you? Hi. You alright? Great. It's Friday. Talking to you guys. Anything just happened. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> well, Je- listeners, Jesse is wearing her sunglasses this week because we have two follically challenged people on the podcast. We've got, first of all, we've got Andy. I mean, it's just something different every week with you, Chris. It? It's like you've you've ran the Scottish well dry. Here we go, starting on about the hair. I, I don't know. I, I don't come on here every week for this kind Andy, of abuse. I used to have a picture of Mr. Clean in my locker at school. Does that help? Oh, <laughs> hey, we got Ebushua Ross. How are you? The absolute shade thrown my way. I come on here and I get abused. There's a reason your camera's pointed up, isn't it? Rather than from above. It's definitely on pointing from yeah. behind because I'm getting a Frank, I'm getting a Frank Lampard bold patch. <laughs> uh, right before we start this podcast, um, a quick yay or nay from Jesse and um, and Andy because when I realised Ross was coming on this podcast, it was very nice because they are appearances are few and frequent. This is his first appearance of the season. Today, listeners, I was listening to a quick question and answer session between Noel Gallagher and Lad Bible, so I made a note of writing down all the questions that they asked him thinking, why don't we ask them to Ross? Shall we do that quickly before the pod starts? We can, but can we also just talk about the fact that Lad Bible interviewed Noel Gallagher as potentially the most Tory sentence that's ever been said. <laughs> this is true. Okay, so there are 50 quick-fire questions. How long is this podcast going to be? I don't know. Well, there were about 55 questions. We've had to cut them down because you don't lead the same lifestyle as Noel Gallagher, I imagine. Um so these are, give or take these are the same questions uh, plus a bonus one at the end made by me so you're ready right, okay, yeah. you're trying to get me cancelled this is what's happening right now no 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 no, no. Uh, dogs or cats dogs tea or coffee tea sex or drugs uh, both or rock and roll <laughs> god or science oh science fast or slow fast Indian or Chinese or Indian uh, Gibson or Fender I didn't even know you play the guitar uh, I can't but a Fender is much nicer looking okay uh, John Paul George or Ringo who had the biggest penis oh definitely John oh no went Ringo <laughs> uh, probably uh, best current great band best current great band hmm. uh, I don't know I like Twin Atlantic they're my favourite band but they're not very big are they as good as sports team yeah yeah. Um, if you were a frontman like Noel Gallagher and you were on stage playing a live gig, what would ha- what would you do if you needed a wee while you're on stage? Just go for a wee. 
take a break. <laughs> okay. Would you wait to the end of the song or would you stop? Uh, yeah, you could probably hold. I mean, no one's ever that desperate, are they? Yeah. One person you could bring back from the dead. Uh, me granddad. Okay. Uh, sex or playing live? Well, you can change as playing football if you want. Grab sex. Okay. You're in a charity shop and you find a satchel of old David Bowie cassettes that nobody knows exists. Would you pass them off as your own if you could? No, stick them in the bin. Good. That's the perfect answer. Well done. <laughs> uh, imagine you've got two houses, because this was Aston Old Gallagher. He's, you've got a city house, you've got a country house, and right. ironically for Oasis. Um, so when you go from one house to the other, do you take a wash bag with you, or do you have two toothbrushes, one at each house? I mean, I'm currently not even in my own house. So, I'm, um, yeah, I've got a toothbrush here and in my own house. Okay. So two, definitely. Fair enough. Uh, can you drive or swim? Uh no and yes. Have you ever taught a child to play guitar? No. Um, have you got any games on your phone? Yes. Uh, have you ever been in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon? <laughs> no. Which character do you identify most with on Star Wars? None of them. I can't fucking stand it. Uh, have you ever fired a gun? No. Uh, paintball guns, that count. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever fired a pedicure? Uh, sorry, have you ever had a pedicure, sorry? Uh, no. Have you ever signed anything for Lars Ulrich? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, what would you say to Bruce Springsteen if you met him? Uh, good, good songs, mate. Um, when was the last time you cried? Uh, when my house burnt down four weeks ago. Well, that's yes. <laughs> have, you <ever> been, <laughs> have you ever been in an earthquake? No. Uh, the great diarists of history, um, Samuel Pepys, Michael Palin, Adrian Mole, a wimpy kid. Do you ever wish you'd kept a diary? Uh, no. Uh, if you had a recurring dream where a snowman killed himself with a hairdryer, would you be concerned? No, not particularly. Would you accept a knighthood? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if cannabis cures cancer, how come Bob Marley is dead? <laughs> Too much cannabis makes cancer even worse. Okay. Do you own a speedboat called Frightwater? Fright not called that, no. <laughs> uh, at what age do you have a fall and not fall over? Oh, one uh, I'm approaching very fast, 40, I think. Yeah. Ch yeah. Chuck Berry, Nick Berry, Mary Berry, kill, marry, fuck. <laughs> um, marry Mary Berry, because, I mean, you don't have to ever do any cooking. Nick Berry was a looker, wasn't he? <laughs> he was back in the day, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Heartbeat. Uh, sorry, Jack, you're <laughs> Heartbeat, literally. Yeah. Um, lots of young people have tattoos. When they get older and have dementia, will they help remember the past or will they wake up every morning really confused? <laughs> Hopefully the first one. Well, you have them, don't you? Yes. Uh, if you lost the use of your legs, would you have a saddle placed over St Bernard and ride it? <laughs> yes. Um, where would you have your ashes scattered? Um, I genuinely don't know. I don't want my ashes. I'm going to be buried. Okay. Would you, like a zombie. <laughs> would you rather be deaf, mute or blind? Uh, mute. Have you ever screamed, Google me, bitch? <laughs> no, but I will do. <laughs> would you live forever if you could? Yes. Beer or wine? Beer. Stones or the who? The who. Ketchup or brown sauce? Brown sauce. Uh, beach or city? Uh, city. Bath or shower? Bath every day. Booze or weed? Oh, uh, booze. Football or music? 
<laughs> I mean, this is going to look bad on the podcast. I started 10 years ago, but music. <laughs> Fight or flight? <laughs> uh, fly, definitely. Uh, love or hate? Love. Is it better to burn out or fade away? I expect it's a burnout, absolutely. Okay, this is the last question they asked. No, right. I've, got, I've got a bonus one for you at the end. Okay. What pose will your statue be when they finally erect it in Gosport Town Centre? <laughs> uh, something hugely inappropriate. Maybe a Michael Jackson crotch grab. <laughs> and finally, um, what would you rather have? What would you rather have? Hair or tattoos? Uh, tattoos. Okay. And there we go. Did you like that? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what happens when you source your Myers Briggs test for your <laughs> Am I fast? Am I on the SAS now? <laughs> Jesse, you got your hands up. Do you want to answer those questions? <laughs> oh God! What's Hair or tattoos, Jesse? Hair or tattoos? I have both. Yeah. What's in brown sauce? What's what? Sorry. What's in brown sauce? Is this uh, one of your like lots of loveliness. Yeah, vinegar and lots of other bits and bobs you don't really need to know. It just tastes nice on bacon. Yeah, just don't ask what's in it, and you'll be fine. <laughs> I don't trust any of that. <laughs> Fair enough. Right. Um, yeah, sorry. I was listening to that today and I thought I really have to ask him these. So I had to go back that's and listen fine. to the whole thing again. So I've seen no football in four weeks. So that's <laughs> the most important I can put on the podcast. Fair enough. Right. Okay. So uh, Champions League, uh, we'll go back and have a, a review of those now. So Champions League Group A Tuesday at the Coliseum, Andy. Liverpool 2, Rangers 0. Uh, a Trent Alexander-Arnold free kick. That puts him level on um, Champions League or European Cup goals, if you go with old money, with Diego Maradona, of all people. Um, most sad with a penalty. Um, is Trent back? Was he gone? Um, Andy, what did you make of this game? So, I mean, first of all, to answer your question, Trent is neither back or gone or whatever he was, because <laughs> Trent is exactly who we expected he is, someone who's a very good passer, a very good free kick taker awful defender so I mean there's absolutely nothing changed there you know it's so trench trend um, in terms of the game I mean listen right look, Rangers were always going to struggle in this game it's Anfield Liverpool have been marginally better recently I mean I know people will point to the, the fact that they drew with Brighton beforehand but I mean Brighton would scoosh at least 10 of the 12 teams in the Scottish Premier League you know that's that's you know, it's no mean feat to, to draw a game against a team who's actually as good as Brighton. Um, my one concern, and it's a concern I'm, I'm starting to get about Van Bronckhurst, is that I think he's a little too cautious at times. I, I think there's an element, of course, of, of Liverpool kind of switching off second half, but I mean, the last five, ten minutes, we created a couple of chances, a couple of clearances. Um, if we'd been bolder from maybe a half time could have been a different game possibly but I mean I, I wasn't expecting anything out of that game Liverpool did what they needed to you know I don't think I think Darwin Nunes will probably be seeing <laughs> Alan McGregor in his nightmares for yeah. <laughs> at least the next uh, couple of months um, 41 year old stagger, honestly a staggering performance for a guy of that age but um yeah, it, it went exactly how I expected, to be honest. Liverpool flew at the traps. As soon as I saw the team and I saw that they were essentially starting all four of the the kind of main attacking threats, I, I knew it was going to be a difficult game. So, yeah, it, it was what it was. I, I would have liked us to have scored a goal because it is now concerning that we've still not scored any uh, in this group so far. But, 
Aye. Again, I, I, I didn't have any high expectations going in, and uh, that was that was what materialised. Yeah, Liverpool, 23 shots. I guess most of those were Darwin Nunes that Alan McGregor saved. Um, Mark Bosnich on Australian TV criticised McGregor a little bit from a technical point of view for the free kick. Um, he was a little bit too far off his line, Bosnich was saying, so the, he was under, more underneath the ball than what he should have been. But, that, you know, that's sort of splitting hairs. Uh, I mean, if anybody's an expert on lines, I guess it would be Mark <laughs> Bosnich, but... Um... No, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. You know, McGregor was was fairly central, which he had to be because the free kick was central. You know, Alexander Arnold could put those free kicks anywhere, and he did so in that. I mean, it was a lot of pace on it as well. It was accurate. You know, it hit the the side of the net and the way in. So yeah, I've I've got no criticism of McGregor for that. Can we talk oh, about that? That goal into existence, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Can we talk about the uh, Costa Simicas clearance as well? Because that was pretty amazing, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was. It's um, he's he's deputised pretty well for Robertson. Um, I did think that is maybe. I think that is uh, an issue Rangers have got in particular, uh, uh, in that we don't have a huge amount of attacking threat down the right. Uh, if if it isn't coming from Tavernier, it's not really coming from anyone. Uh, <clears throat> and so Simicast to me felt like. A potential area of attack for Rangers, and it just again, it just never materialised. We played fairly narrow, um, and so we had a fairly comfortable game. And it was an excellent clearance given his body position at the time. Yeah, Jesse or Ross, did you see highlights in this tool? Uh, no, but I've just, I just read your stat about him having as many Champions League goals as Mar- uh, Maradona. That's two, right? Is it two? Is it <laughs> two goals? Yeah. He's one before this game in the Champions League. He really was Maradona anyway, right? <laughs> what did he ever do? Um, yeah. Jesse, did you see the highlights from this at all? Um, I saw some highlights. I was watching another match at this time. That was probably a mistake. <laughs> what did you make to the game and the bit you saw? Um, that, I mean, that clearance was spectacular. Um, I, I feel bad for Chant Alexander Arnold. I'm I'm just I have so many big feelings about Darwin Nunez. <laughs> uh, he, he, <laughs> he wrote after the match about feeling pressure and and still agonizing over that red card and wanting to be better and not speaking English yet so he can't, you know, communicate with um Klopp and you know, I think, um, I think he'll get there, but mm-hmm. the transition is really hard, and the more pressure he puts on himself, the harder, you know, it's going to be. And he just needs that. He needs a he needs a goal to, like, exercise some of those yeah. feelings. No, for sure. Um, we record this on we're recording this on Friday, the seventh of October. It's Trent Alexander Arnold's birthday today. Twenty four. Birthday, Trent. Happy birthday, Trent. Are those naughty Rangers fans? They threw paint over his mural outside the ground, Andy. <laughs> and they started. They, they were passing around Hillsborough um, pieces of card as well. I, I actually don't know, but I mean that's. I've said before. I, I I know I'll upset fellow Rangers fans when I say this, but the worst thing about being a Rangers fan is other Rangers fans. <laughs> um, 
So none of that is hugely surprising, especially considering that would have been more likely some of the Rangers diehards who would have travelled down for the game. They're always the arseholes. Well, cons- so nothing about that surprises me, and I can only apologise. Cons- on. I was going to say I apologise on their behalf, but well, I well, considering Rangers have had their own sort of terrorist tragedy in the past as well, that seems it, it, it is all the more um, football fans are nothing if not hypocrites, Chris. Let's <laughs> this be is honest. true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, okay, in the other game, Ajax won Napoli six. Uh, Ajax actually took the lead in this game. Um, Giancarlo uh, Raspadori with two goals and an assist. Uh, anyone see any highlights from this game at all? Yeah, no? so I, I watched the highlights for this one as well. Um, in some ways, it makes the Ajax performance where we lost 4-0 even worse because we were terminally poor in that game. Um, but at the same time, we also, up until the red card in the Napoli game, I felt were kind of going blow for blow with them. Um, and so, yeah, I'm kind of conflicted as uh, after this one. I, I mean, Napoli have been outstanding to start the season. Farrellia? I think his name is. I apologise if I've really butchered that. I'm going to stick with Faradona, given that is the <laughs> the nickname he's picked up. He looks an absolutely outstanding buy. Um, he's probably, I think there's an argument from being Europe's maybe most informed player at the moment. Uh, but good part of the reason why Napoli are also top of Serie A. Um, they're, if they can keep this up, they're going to cause teams some some real problems. Do you think Sam pa- um, um, Spalletti is underrated as a manager? Uh, yeah, I think there's a, I think there's a lot of Italian coaches who are underrated. I think because Italian football in general has obviously kind of struggled a bit in recent years in European uh, football. Then it's that's potentially why I, I think Italian football is also just going through that transition phase where they are finally catching up with the rest of the world in terms of some of the more attacking formations and so on. Italy, of course, was was built on the Catanaccio and all the rest of it. So, yeah, I think it's just that it took maybe some of their, their coaching systems to, have took time to, to kind of get in line with how modern football is, and I think we're maybe starting to see some of that some of that now so yeah i think there's a i think there's a whole cadre of um uh, italian coaches who are who are underrated and um would would do a great job if they were anywhere else in the world as well yeah so napoli are top on six points then liverpool second on three uh, sorry six <clears throat> excuse me i actually got three uh andy no point for rangers yeah i, I mean when the when the draw was made it, the way that i looked through it was that i actually had lost that. Yeah, I, to be honest, I, when the draw was made, I had some hopes that we might make it out of the group because Ajax had lost a number of key players. Napoli had had, had done fairly well last season, but weren't brilliant. Um, but Napoli are obviously a much better team than than I think most people gave them credit for, and Ajax have, up until that game, have, have made some good signings to replace some of those key departures. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, I would take... I was going to say I'd take a point. I think I would take a goal um, oh. at this point. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's fine. We'll just go to the Europa League <clears> final again yeah. and, and and just we'll win it this time, so it'll be fine. Oh, fair enough. We'll have a group hug with Andy. Uh, so that's uh, that's Group A. Group B, um, Club Bruges 2, Apeti uh, nil. Uh, Anton Griezmann smashed the bar from a penalty. Absolutely snapped that in two almost. Um, 
Atleti, 20 shots, zero goals. Uh, Kamal Sower and Ferran Jugler with um, uh, the goals for Club Bruges. Uh, excellent game to Jugler as well. Uh, took his goal very well. Porto 2 by Leverkusen nil. Who saw this? This had a fantastic piece of VAR in it. Did anyone see this? No. Not didn't see that one. No? Okay. Jesse, did you see it? You could make it up. No, but um, uh, <clears throat> Andrew Ross, remember when um, the ball hit that one? <laughs> when the player did that thing? Yeah. The other player was like, wait, yeah. actually... I was offside, and then, and then the fourth official was like, "I've waited my whole career for Let's a player to fess up and be like, you know what? I was offside. We don't even know what to do. We don't have the mechanism for this." <laughs> Almost, almost what happened. Uh, Porto thought they'd scored. Um, Porto, Porto thought they'd opened the scoring. However, uh, as they were celebrating, the referee had a little look at his uh, VAR monitor. And not only did he cancel the goal out, he gave a penalty to Leverkusen back down the other end. Which, yeah, as you can imagine, that made Pepe in the Porto defence very happy. Um, <laughs> Patrick Schick uh, obviously realised this was a very unfair thing to do because his penalty was uh, he missed his penalty um, and then uh, goals from uh, Sanusi uh, and Galano uh, gave Porto a win. I tried to think of some sort of kitchen appliance joke to do with Sanusi but I just couldn't <laughs> I just couldn't think of one off the top of my head <laughs> um, okay in group oh, sorry, uh, Bruges top on that one nine points from their three games that's pretty cool uh, Porto Bayer and um, Atleti are all on three points um, by Leverkusen of course pointed to Xavi Alonso after this game as well as their manager so uh, a handsome man a handsome man well you know many people with ginger beards are uh, you know, quite handsome <laughs> what do you say Jesse silence picks one yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, group C um, Bayern Munich 5 Victoria Pilsen nil. Uh, Leroy Sonny 2 uh, Serge Gnabry, Sadio Mane and uh, Eric Chupamoteng and they were 3-0 up after 21 minutes without uh, Josh Kibbick or Thomas Muller who both had Covid and they only had five players on the bench not that it hindered them at all um, also in that group into one Barcelona nil. Hakan Chanlogli the scored uh, Xavi wasn't very happy he felt real injustice uh, Jesse did you see this one you're taking yourself off mute in an eagerness aren't you <laughs> I'm going to do that thing I do where I interrupt you to go backwards and you hate it. Um, were those some of the players that had refused to get vaccinated? I think Kimmich refused, I think. Back in the day? I can't remember I Muller. Not Muller. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. No, he's Not too... Not Muller. No. Not Muller. Because you don't want him to have died? I feel like maybe Kimmich was one of them. I think he was. I think he was. He seems like a bad egg. Not well. <laughs> um, did anyone see the Barcelona Inter Milan highlights? No. No? Okay, well, this is fantastic as well. Uh, VAR ruled out a Pedri goal for an Ansu Fati handball. Um, Eric Garcia handled the ball. Uh, Inter scored, but then they had a player offside. And Denzel Dumfries handled in the box, I think, in the last minute. Um, and that wasn't given. So, Chavi, very unhappy with that one. So, buying the top on nine points. They've won all three games. Kel Surprise. Uh Inter on six points. Bars, that was their first win. They've only got three points. And Pilsen have got nul point. Uh, group D. Eintracht Frankfurt, nil. Tottenham of the Hotspur, nil. Jesse Loesch. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
summed up perfectly. I went to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium last Sunday actually for the NFL. It's beautiful. Did you? Really nice stadium, yeah. Which bit were you in? Uh, I was in corporate hospitality on the 50 yard line. Why are you corporate shill? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I had. I generally had a uh, prawn sandwich. <laughs> towels and some players wear fanny packs and inexplicably they make them wear white lycra. And... <laughs> you know what? You know what Ross? If you have clear eyes and a full heart, <laughs> can't lose. <laughs> Jesse, the extent of my American football knowledge. <laughs> Jesse, rather annoyingly, Emma isn't on this podcast because I was going to talk to her about keeping a clean sheet with Kevin Trapp and whether she'd do such a thing, but I'm too much of a gentleman. Um, what did you make... <laughs> well, <I don't> know. <laughs> what did you make of the Spurs performance then? No, it was... it was, Like, not only was it bad, it was so spectacularly boring that there was almost nothing to say. It was like, we are going to go out and do the bare minimum in the least exciting way go team go check mark did it i mean quincy poorly but no one freaking played well did we want to score a goal it didn't seem like it quincy said they played well uh he said they played with great intensity under what qualifications (laughs) say that uh he said it inside quotation marks um (laughs) that makes more sense just be Frankfurt are a good team. They um, they Europa League holders, aren't they? So they're no schmucks. So away at um, uh, uh, you know, away in Germany playing Frankfurt, you could be quite pleased coming away with a point, couldn't you? Uh, Ross is saying yes. I think you should. Yeah, they're a good team. Sure. Say yes, Jesse. Sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Why not? I know, but in in other things to be upset about. So in the... I, 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 <laughs> not to be upset about. No one got injured. This is true. This is true. In the cold light today, it's a good point. Away from home, you're still second in the group. You know what? I would be. I think I would be less annoyed if we actually looked like we had a little bit of energy or wanted to <laughs> yeah. potentially try to score, but why not? It was quite lethargic, was it? Yeah, this was a very, like, second season Mourinho, like, let's just park all the buses kind of situation. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Andy or Ross, did you see this one at all? Uh, no. Good choice. I did say a bit of the uh, Chelsea game, though, so we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't see any of this one. I, I, do, I do wonder, though, it does feel like there's maybe starting to be a, a kind of wee turn of opinion on Conte. I, I think a few people, myself included, thought that they would maybe hit the ground running a little quicker than they did, given his reputation for being a serial winner. And I just feel like I'm starting to see a wee bit of mumping and moaning about how they play mm. under Conte. Um, so I'm curious to see how that that might kind of tie into the, the idea that this maybe wasn't a, a great performance. I, I mean, given that Eintracht beat us in the final to win the Europa League, I'm going to say that a, a point away from home against Frankfurt is an outstanding result. And you should be more grateful, Jesse. <laughs> you know what, Andy? I'm more than a wee bit grateful. <laughs> uh, okay. Also, in that group, Marseille for Sporting won. This was a game behind, played behind closed doors after Marseille and uh, Frankfurt fans had that game of back and forth with rockets with each other. Um, 
Trincao scored, or former Wolves player Trincao, uh, a lovely goal for the opening goal for Sporting. But that was as good as he got for them because the Sporting goalkeeper, Adam, he um, he had a bit of a funny turn. Who's seen the highlights from this? No. <laughs> well, first of all, he uh, has the ball from a pass back and um, fannies about with it a little bit too much. Uh, and he gets closed down by Alexis Sanchez and... Sanchez blocks the clearance and it goes straight into the net. He was at fault for the second goal. I can't remember the fault for the, I can't remember how he was at fault, but he's definitely at fault for the second goal. Um, then he came charging out of his area uh, and um, and punched the ball, uh, which led to him <laughs> being given a red card. This was all in the space of about fifteen minutes. Um, and then in the second half, his replacement in goal came out for a corner, missed, and Marseille scored their fourth. It was a fabulously entertaining game. Um, so, so Sporting and top on six points. Spurs and Frankfurt have both got four. And finally, uh, Marseille got three. Apparently, according to Football Weekly uh, podcast, that was um, that ends a run of 13 consecutive losses in the Champions League for um, Marseille. Uh, right, Wednesday in the Champions League, uh, Group G, Manchester City 5, Copenhagen 0, uh, Erling Haaland 2, uh, two goals. Um, who saw him pick up this break and give it to the referee? Good lad, me. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. Go in for the listeners, describe what happened. Oh, I can't remember now, it was like oh. three days ago, but <laughs> I did see it. So basically, Manchester City are on the attack, um, and the ball is sort of played in the middle out wide. But Haaland is in the middle, uh, around the edge of the D. He runs back about sort of twenty-five, thirty yards out from goal because the referee's dropped his spray that he uses to measure out the ten yards. Gives it to the referee. This is all while the ball's in play, and then runs back and joins the attack again, all in the space of a few seconds. Um, He's got unreal levels of fitness and just ability. He's just an absolute freak, isn't he? Someone called him an albino goth on Twitter. He <laughs> <So. laughs> would not drama about House much. of the Dragon. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> would he be a goodie on House of Dragon? Would he, would he be Matt Smith on House of Dragon? Uh, I, I reckon he's got a, a bit of the dark side in him. Yeah? Yeah. Um, City, 75% possession, 30 shots, 16 uh, on target. It was really only... Uh, Weirdly enough, for a team that lost 5-0, um, Kamal Grabara in the Copenhagen goal had an excellent game because it would have been at least double that if it wasn't for him. He played incredibly well. Um, but that just shows how uh, virulent City are. Um, Sevilla won Dortmund 4. Uh, Guerrero, uh, Jude Bellingham, captain, scored a lovely goal in this. Um, Lopetegui sacked after the game. Uh, he's been linked to Wolves. And... Um, Sam Pauli has been brought in. George Sam Pauli. We're talking about a lot of follically challenged managers tonight, aren't we, Jesse? It's got to be coincidence the Ross is on, surely. I mean, your people <laughs> do great work. They call it Bold Club. We're all members of Bold Club. But Savisha were a mess. Were they? Is it because they've lost all their players and Lopetegui's. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're doing terrible in the league as well, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, and you could see. I mean, maybe it's because, like, I forget who was who I watched with the commentary, but the commentator, the commentator blamed it all on Lopategui. Like, nobody would want to play for him anymore. You know, he's lost the players. I don't know, but if you know your manager has already left, like, you got, 
you have yeah. to play for something. Um, especially if you already have another manager coming in, you would think that they would want to impress somebody a little bit or at least play for pride. Yeah. Um, it did not seem... Um, it didn't seem like the players were... Um, <laughs> I guess down on the bottom. It just seemed like it really like went to bits mm. when they were pressed. Yes. Yeah. He's an intense guy, though, isn't he? Lopetegui? Mm. You see him on the touchline. Sam Pauli doesn't seem like a chilled, laid-back sort of guy either. So it's... Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Remember, was it um, the last World Cup, right? When he was coaching Argentina, he looked like he was going to mm. strike out in his little yeah. sweatsuit. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's got one of those Latin temperaments, hasn't he? Oh, tight sleeve yeah. t-shirts around his guns. <laughs> Andy, did you see any of this too? Yeah, I did not. No, um, Sam Powell is a, a good coach. I expect that he'll probably there'll be a bit of a bounce there for Sevilla. Um, Dortmund, I, I mean, it's a, it's a good performance, but you know, I, again, it's it's whether they can maintain that um, over a over a course of time. So, yeah. It's um, in some ways I think for Sevilla it's probably a good thing they lost the way they did because it was obvious that the relationship with Wapatege had um, had deteriorated enough where I don't think keeping them on was going to do either side any good. So yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So, okay, so uh, in that group, City top on nine points, then Dortmund on six, uh, Sevilla and Copenhagen building up the rear on one point. Group E, Chelsea 3, Milan nil. Um, Wesley Fofana, Aubameyang uh, and Rhys James have also got an assist as well. Um, it's the first Champions League win of the season for Chelsea, so it gets their sort of uh, campaign back on track. Um, but Wesley Fofana is injured. Rossi said you saw some of this. What did you think? Yeah, I think Chelsea looked good um, for the first time under Potter. Milan looked awful. Like They just did not want to try and score. Um, but Manoam was fuming about how poor they were a whole second half like really? disgusted that they were the lack of effort and this lack of effort by all Italian teams in the Champions League it's not right Steve someone's got an agenda haven't they like chill out <laughs> they just weren't very good against Chelsea I mean it's only a couple of weeks ago that Napoli beat Liverpool 4-1 as well isn't it yeah it's hardly like an, an epidemic against the Italian teams that Milan was just a bit poor like Divock Origi had no help up front um, it was a really nice finish from Rhys James mm. slightly in the keepers near post really high really good finish and yeah, I'm still not sure about Bamiyang as a Chelsea striker, but yeah. why not? Because he doesn't, he doesn't, he, he doesn't look right. Because you remember him in an Arsenal shirt, or you just don't think he's going to play there? I just don't. I don't. It seemed like a desperation move when they needed a striker, so he was available, and it, it will just do for now. But yeah, it's weird that a club like that have only got one out-and-out striker. Yeah, um, and in Jesse, did either of you see this at all? I didn't. I'll maybe just say quickly on the, the Aubameyang thing. That the worst thing about that, of course, I think from a Chelsea point of view, is the fact that he was very clearly brought in because of his pre-existing relationship with Thomas Tuchel, and then mm. Tuchel get fired by <laughs> yeah. Kevin So I mean, that's no ideal. Um, yeah, I think this says more about Chelsea than it does about Milan. Um, Rhys James, uh, to me, proved again why he's in the team ahead of. Trippier ahead of Walker ahead of of Alexander Arnold, he's probably the most complete right back in yeah. certainly at least in the Premier League. Um, you can play anywhere be, as well, really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
so yeah, it, it's good to see him, you know, being a, being given the opportunity to shine on a European stage because it feels like he is quite often one of the least heralded members of what an England squad. So it's good to see him get his, his time in the sun. Um, yeah, Milan. Ross is right. Milan just didn't show up in this one uh, again. I don't. I don't think that's a long-term concern for them. I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, but yeah, again, this is more. This is more about um, how quickly Potter has settled in. I think than it does about Milan necessarily being a poorer team than we think. Okay. Uh, also, that Group RB Salzburg beat uh, Dinamo Zagreb one 0 So Salzburg are top on five points. Um, Chelsea then Milan both on four points, and then Dinamo on three. Uh, Group F, RB Leipzig 3, Celtic 1. Andy, a bad week for all teams Scottish in the Champions League. Yeah, this was... Um... Terrible? This, this was, sad? This tragic? Was... <laughs> I mean, if you're expecting me to say that it's terrible, sad and tragic, it's Celtic <laughs> lost the game, Tuesday. then it's not, that's absolutely not going to happen. What I will say is, from a neutral point of view, it very much followed the pattern of a lot of Celtic games in Europe since Postacoglu came in, which is that they create chances against anyone. They created the chance, chances against Real in the first game, mm. um, but they're, they're, they're too um, profligate in front of goal. I, I think it's just the players they have are good for the system that Postacoglu uses and of course they're going to score goals in the Scottish Premier League because it's Scottish Premier League <laughs> but yeah they're just in Europe they've been proven time again to just not quite be clinical enough and um, yeah by all accounts Leipzig just about ended up uh, deserved winners of this one uh, and to be honest it was also just a pleasure to see Joe Hart make an arse because yes. Joe Hart's a terrible human being. <laughs> um, in that Scottish accent of yours, can you just say Postacoglu again? Postacoglu. That's brilliant. <laughs> forgotten that Joe Hart still existed as a person and a player. He is so bad. Like, yeah. I could do a better job. <laughs> And I am barely five foot five, <laughs> and, and don't play in goal. Why yeah, Joe, Joe Hart's career at Celtic has followed Joe Hart's career everywhere else, where he has a decent first season, and then the mistakes start to creep in again in the second season, and then by the end of the second season, it's like, right, we need somebody else. Yeah. If you're five foot five, my youngest child is taller than you. Yeah. And she's not. Like, she's not like a teenager yet. And I could. See Still do a better job. Than Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Leipzig had 16 shots, Celtic had 12. So that buys into your way of um, Postacoglu's, uh, the way you say he likes to play, uh, Andy. Uh, also in that group, Real Madrid 2, uh, Shakhtar 1. Real Madrid playing the meanies again, beating a poor team from Ukraine. Um, Rodrigo uh, and Vinny Jr. with the goals. Couple of wonderful goals in this. The Vinicius Junior goal was fabulous. It was some very intricate passing at the edge of the area, and then a finish by him, and then a lovely sort of Mark Hughes style volley um, for uh, Alexander Zukov for the uh, the Shakhtar goal. Thirty six shots Real Madrid had in this game. Did anyone see the um, highlights from this one at all? I watched this one, but only no, because of that. 
I only watch when Uruguayans are playing. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I urge you to go look at that Vinny Jr. goal because it's uh, it's excellent. No, I saw it. But oh, only okay. Valverde was playing. No, Vinny Jr. is very, very good. And that's not why I watched this match. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Emma a little while ago. Um, I'm not sure if you were on the same pod or not, so I didn't, can't remember your opinion on it, so I do apologise. In the conversation about Mbappe and Haaland being the gen- next generation's Messi Ronaldo, are we forgetting Vinny Jr.? Than Lewandowski. Okay. Yes. I yes. Think he's... <laughs> Sorry, go on. I think he's so good. Mm. Should he be up there in that sort of same conversation with those two as well? Who are we comparing uh, Erling and Mbappe to? Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to say as people talking about Haaland and Mbappe being the next yeah. Messi Ronaldo, should we also be talking about Vinicius Jr. as well with, with those two? <laughs> Ronaldo? That just feels rude. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> You're not allowed to have three, though. It has to okay. be two. For the last yeah. two. Just mute your... <laughs> Shall I explain again? <laughs> yeah, what's the game? Okay, so for the last 15 years, people have been comparing Messi and Ronaldo, haven't they? And as they yeah. both enter the twilight of their career, people are starting yeah. to compare Haaland and Mbappe as the next two big things. But should we also be talking about Vinicius Junior as in that conversation as being the next generational great as well? Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he's quite there yet. I, I think he, he needs a bit more end product, which of course is what is ultimately the 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 real currency in football is your ability to score goals. I mean. Yeah. In terms of Haaland and Mbappe being compared to Messi and Ronaldo, um, both Haaland and Mbappe, as far as I know, could set foot in the United States of America. So uh, maybe that's not a fair comparison. Maybe we should just... Um, <laughs> but yeah, Vinny Jr., I think, has been... He's really grown. Uh, you know, he came with a big price tag. I think there was a, there was an element of him, much like Ronaldo in his early career, being just a, a, a fancy... St- step overs and no real end product and I think in the last 18 months as he proved last season with the goal against City in the semi-final uh, he's, he's really developing that end product and yeah he's he's going to be a he's, if Brazil win the World Cup in Qatar it's going to be because of Vinicius Junior Jesse that is an absolutely outstanding attempt at a Scottish accent Andy can I hear your um, can I hear your New York Jewish lady accent please you absolutely cannot. I would also like to be able to set foot in the United States of America at some point in the future, so no, that's not happening. Yeah, you're in. On the And um, Ronaldo is a, you know, serial rapist, and we hate him. That's it. Allegedly, allegedly, hey, Ross. 700 goals, though. 700 goals, hey, Jesse. Huh? <laughs> yeah, that's really what Matt, yeah. That's the real, that's the real one, I think. <laughs> Can you separate the art from the artist? That's the that's the conversation. Um, okay, his movies are delightful. Sorry, his movies are delightful. Loved that. Uh, was that last one that he made with Mel Gibson? Change the subject. <laughs> so Real Madrid at the top of that group. Um, Shakhtar are they're on nine points. Shakhtar on four. Leipzig three. Celtic one. Finally, Group H. Uh, Benfica one. PSG one. Adenia own goal for Benfica. Uh, and Messi with a rather outstanding goal. Did anyone see this? This was like 2008. Messi wasn't it, Jesse? Yeah, he's pretty good. He's not bad. <laughs> 
right. Uh, so I advise you to Reminds check. Reminds me of a, an old Erling Haaland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I advise you to check that one out if you've not seen it. Finally, uh, Juventus 3, Maccabi Haifa 1. Um, first Champions League win. There were a few fan whistles before they scored their first goals. Two um, two Adrian Rabiot goals and a Vlajevic goal, Dusan Vlajevic. Although the best thing about that Vlajevic goal is the assist from Di Maria. It was a sort of defence splitting pass through the central midfield. It was lovely. Um, yeah, so PSG uh, top on seven points. Then Benfica, uh, Juve on three and um, Maccabi Haifa on zero points. Same as Rangers. Uh, right, okay, so. That's just great. Right. Come on, now. That's well, That's as well. Come on. Right, so we're now having a go at the fact that who I support, the fact that I'm bald. See, see when, see when this inevitable. See, this, I'm going to use this as evidence when I inevitably end up in court one day. You're going to speak to HR. Right. That'd be me. This is why when I set foot into Scotland the other week, I only went a few hundred yards. <laughs> Oh, so you stayed in what was essentially still England then? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Coward. <laughs> Very much a coward. Andy, can we come for Hugmanay? How do I pronounce that? that? That was that was very close actually. Yes, Hugmanay. Um, I'm normally in my bed, but like five minutes twelve for Hugmanay. So I <laughs> was that an invite? <laughs> No, no, I'm going to pass on that. Again, I don't want to be in front of HR either. I'm good. Ross, you're all man in the post HR, aren't you? I am, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, okay, so um, bits and bobs of leagues um, around Europe this weekend. So in Spain, um, Barcelona are top on 19 points, same as Real Madrid in second. Then Athletic, Jesse, they're on 16 points in third. And then it's Betis, Athletic, aren't they? They're doing very well. We love Real Betis. We love Panda. We do. We do indeed. Um, so it's Sevilla versus, or fourth bottom Sevilla, but now with San Paoli, a bit of new manager bounce. Uh, they're at home to uh, Athletic. And then it's Getafe, Real Madrid, a little Madrid derby there. Uh, Valladolid versus uh, Betis and Barca versus Santa. Which one are you going to have your uh, eyes glued to this weekend? The, the middle one. The middle one. You're not taking a multiple choice exam. <laughs> Agree. <laughs> Neither agree nor disagree. That's the one, isn't it? Um, in Italy, Napoli are top on 20 points. Same number of points as Atalanta in second. Then Udinese 19, Lazio 17. So it's Cremonese versus Napoli, Udinese versus Atalanta, Fiorentina versus Lazio. However, this weekend's probably a big game. It's uh, fifth place Milan versus seventh place Juventus. Um, in Germany, um, Union are top on 17 points, and it's Freiburg the same number of points. Uh, then Bayern on 15, as a Dortmund on 15. Uh, so this weekend it's Stuttgart versus Union Berlin, Hertha versus Freiburg, and Dortmund versus Bayern. Der Klassiker, Ross. That means the classic in German. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, and finally in France, it's PSG versus. Oh, sorry, uh, it's PSG top on 25 points. Then Marseille 23, Lorient 22. Someone on Football Weekly said that Lorient reminds me. They always think it's late in Orient. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so it's uh, Rennes versus PSG Marseille versus Ajaxio and for some reason I've written down Lyon versus Toulouse rather than who Laurie on the plane so apologies any Laurie on fans out there but that's not all that's going on in the world of football so this weekend uh, elsewhere in the world it's the stripy derby in the championship as um, QPR play Reading um, in the League of Ireland, it's the Northwest Derby as Finn Harps play Derry City. 
And is that Derry City or London Derry City? Why would I know? <laughs> what football team is about? I'm not having that. I was so ready to go with you on where the League of Violins were. <laughs> oh, League of Violins. League of Violins. Oh, Andy, Andy, sticky with you. In Scotland, it's East 5 versus 4 far. Do you think we're going to have the score this weekend? No. Was it 0 0 last time? <laughs> yes, it will be East 5 0, 4 far 0. Yeah. East 5 is the, the thing is Jesse people think that the ideal score for East 5 versus 4 far is East 5 5 4 far 4 and it never happens they do it deliberately yeah, they do really? like, I even try keeps coming on this podcast to put up with us it like it restores my faith in, in so much uh, the A League is back this weekend it kicked off earlier on today with uh, um Melbourne City beating Western United 2-1. Uh, it's the big blue this weekend as Sydney FC play Melbourne victory in Belarus, lads. It's the Brest derby. Hey. hey. Uh, <laughs> Dynamo Best Brest play uh, Rook Brest. Are you Bre- he said lads, so he doesn't even know <laughs> uh, Ross, are you a Brest man? I'm a breast man, yes. Good man. Um, right, in Bolivia, it is the uh, Classico... Pachuno? Pachino? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be right. That sounds right. That's always ready versus the strongest. Um, Andorra, it is El Classic in Andorra as St. Julia play UAE St. Colomo. Uh, and we stay in Andorra because in the Andorran second division, it is uh, FC Ordino B versus Rangers, Andy. You're just making these things up. I'm, I'm absolutely about <laughs> There is no, there's no way the last eight teams you have said are real teams. I'm, I'm not, no, I don't believe it. One called the strongest. There's a team called the strongest, isn't there, Jesse? They are. They're a famous the team. As well. <laughs> well, there's always ready versus the strongest. Always ready. ready and Chris will always tell you when they're playing. Yeah. And given their performance in the Copa Libertadores, uh, always ready and the strongest. Certainly aren't, are they? <laughs> Uh, and finally, in Colombia, it's the uh, Classico. Oh my God, Jesse! Uh, Vajacalcano. V a double e. C a double e. V sorry, V a double l. Sorry. Okay. E c a u c a n o. Say it again. Vaja <laughs> No. No, no. How do I say? You are now hosting Colombian Week. <laughs> Hello, good evening, to El Man on Posto. Um, it's uh, Deportiva Cali versus America de Cali. I could have just said it's the Cali Derby, really, couldn't I? Um, in bits and bobs of news, a fan has died after Boca Juniors uh, played uh, Gymnasia La Plata. The game was abandoned when tear gas was fired by police outside the ground and the tear gas drifted inside. Uh, the fan had a heart attack inside the game and, uh, and sadly passed away. Um, according to police, so this must be true, uh, fans trying to push their way into the ground um, and they fought back with uh, tear gas and rubber bullets. Jesse Pre-Record was talking about the Indonesian uh, disaster at the weekend and there were already narratives... Um, about the Indonesia tragedy, talking about fighting amongst fans and crushes caused by fans and all this sort of stuff. So I think any sort of official statement's got to be taken with a, a bit of a pinch of salt. Um, Jesse, the Yates report has revealed...
field systematic abuse across uh, lots of teams in the women's US soccer. Um, quote unquote, uh, verbal and emotional abuse and sexual misconduct has become systematic. This includes forced sexual relationship, um, coaches showing female players pornography, coaches masturbating in front of the players. Um, Jesse, what's going on? I mean, you just said it. Um, I think if I could say that there's an even bigger problem than that, it's that nothing in that report was surprising. Like, literally, like absolutely nothing in there was 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 anything that we didn't know. Um, none of the names, um, and nothing had been done. So, you know, the Portland Thorns um, management and coach for years, um, players as far up as Kristen Press um, had tried to alert um, their coaches and managers that there was abuse. Um, and, you know, there, you, you would see um, TIFO at stadiums that said you knew um, and they were told to take those down. So I think um there's been a there's a like a systematic culture of um abuse of power um that it's it's not going to be as easy as you know okay fire these two people or this team needs to uh restructure because it is um it's really a um, an organizational issue and that organization is women's soccer <laughs> and that goes all the way down to <clears throat> high school level mm. um, I don't know what or how they're going to um, start <laughs> um, you know, we've seen a lot of like really toothless statements from teams that are like, we await the result. You know, like we we are sorry that people were hurt. Um, and I think what we anticipate now is just like they'll find a a scapegoat, mm. um, and that's not going to do anything um but you know the women's team is playing now and these are the these are the same women that have been products of this culture and they've all talked about it so and i'm sure like we've also we've seen very similar situations in other countries like you know Spanish players are basically striking hmm. right now we know the same thing happened in argentina we very much know this shit happened in brazil so um it's 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 beyond um, one organization, um, and there is so much work that needs to be done to make sport um, safer hmm. for girls and for women. Yeah, well, better news in ladies football. Uh, another team has come out and announced they're switching their shorts from uh, white to a different colour. So Stoke ladies are changing from white shorts to red shorts. So bit by bit, 
teams are, uh, are slowly getting the message. Um, Lionel Messi has confirmed that this World Cup will be his last. He said his anxiety and nerves are there um, and he wants to make sure he goes out on a high. Um, the Oxford English Dictionary has added various different phrases to, uh, or footballing phrases, to the next latest edition, including squeaky bum time, uh, which is, which is um, a particular tense period of time, especially leading to, the, to a climax of a competitive event. And also part of the bus is there as well. Uh, as well as a few others. You get your period in white shorts now. <laughs> exactly. Um, Gary O'Neill is in a spot bother this week because he talked about how when he was playing for Middlesbrough, he deliberately got a yellow card, uh, ensuring that he would miss the following weekend's fixture uh, so he could watch the Masters with his friends on telly instead. Um, Middlesbrough are currently looking for another manager and he appears to have uh, somehow ruled himself out of the job. <laughs> They wouldn't have clashed, would they? Joe Hart, then Joe Hart doesn't have to fuck up the goal. <laughs> uh, this was in April. This was in April. And this is apparently when Middlesbrough were fighting um, relegation from the Premier League. Yeah. Oh, right. So uh, that's not gone down very well. Um, and what else we got? Oh, it's the zonal finals in the AFC Cup, which is like the Europa League equivalent in Asia. Uh, so uh, Sogdiana Jizak, which is like soggy jizz, I read it. Uh, of Uzbekistan, they drew nil. <laughs> they drew nil nil with Kuala Lumpur City, uh, who won five three in penalties. Um, <laughs> and then Al Sab of Oman beat Al Rifa four 0 at Bahrain. Uh, I watched that game; it's quite good. Um, and the final will be on the 20th of October at the Concacaf League, which is also their Europa League equivalent. First leg semis: uh, Montague nil, Olympia nil, both from Honduras. And then Honduras is Real España versus uh, <laughs> a team from Costa Rica. They drew nil nil. <laughs> which team from Costa Rica? Uh, yeah, come on, you can't say soggy jizz and then refuse to pronounce this team. Come on. Did you pronounce it or you didn't write it down? I've written it down. Uh, okay, I'm going to spell it out for you and I'm going to have a go. No. no. Alec. Alec. I do, I just don't want to embarrass the others. Uh, Alec. 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 A L A J U E L E N S E. Ah, there you go. See, I'll take that. <laughs> Some confidence, Chris. Come on. Yes. Yeah. Just say quickly and, and confidently, and you're fine. Uh, right. Premier League is back this weekend. Three. There's no early kickoff. Um, so three o'clock Saturday is Bournemouth versus Leicester City in the Yang Comerant derby. Um, Yang Comerant who missed the penalty in the playoff semi-final against Cardiff because he tried to pin anchor it and the goalkeeper stood still. Um, Yang Comerant who also played for the Brittany national team as well. So he's a pretty interesting character. Uh, Wilfred and Didi and um, Mendy are out for Leicester. Bournemouth have been beaten in four since Scott Parker uh, was sacked. James Madison has got nine goals and five assists in his last 11 Premier League games, including that free kick on Monday when uh, Leicester beat um, Forest 4-0. So, uh, Andy, how do you reckon this one's going to go? Uh, it feels like both teams are on uh, something of an, an upturn at the moment. I, I know you can turn around and say that Leicester only beat Nottingham Forest, but I mean, if we're being honest, before that game, was anybody hugely confident that Leicester were going to beat Nottingham Forest? I don't know if we were. No, but I mean, um, it's, it's the biggest derby in the Premier League. <laughs> if you say so. Well, okay. I might, I might be biased um, in that respect. <laughs> so, yeah, Bournemouth are, are, are on a good decent reform but I would argue they're still one of the, the weaker starting 11s in the Premier League Leicester on the day 
as I think I might have said this last week, are probably a top 10 squad in the Premier League just based on their starting 11. Um, yeah, I'll go Leicester to, to narrowly win this one, I think. All right. Uh, Jesse Ross? Yeah, I think probably Leicester. I did see that Brendan Rodgers has said that he's had two opportunities to leave Leicester um, and he's stuck it out, which sounds very much like, don't fire me because I'm so loyal to you. <laughs> um, just, just getting that excuse in early, basically. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're probably going to be too strong for Bournemouth. Yeah, Jesse? Uh, um, I think Leicester will take it. Don't want them to. I don't think they're going to win. Yeah, OK. Leicester is synonymous with fox hunting, of course, isn't it? So they wouldn't really don't want to win. <laughs> they're the foxes. They must like foxes. No, they don't. If you look at the, uh, a map of Leicestershire, the outline of Leicester is the shape of a fox's head. Y- yeah, like... Well, I'm from Nottingham, so I hate Leicester, so... <laughs> Come on, Bournemouth. Exactly. Um, also, three o'clock kickoff is Chelsea versus Wolves in the Michael Mancini derby. Uh, Fafara is injured after the Champions League game. Ruben Neves is suspended. Pedro Neto is injured and out of the World Cup. Um, Chelsea have, uh, are unbeaten at home against Wolves since 1979. Um, should Wolves pick those players, Jesse? <laughs> because you just said that Wolves have no players left. Win. Yeah. Okay. Um, Russ, uh, Chelsea have dropped eight points against Wolves since Wolves got promoted in 2018. That's the most against any team in that time. Will they be dropping more? Absolutely not. Wolves are absolute dog shit. And they're maybe worse than Forest. Yeah. They're absolutely terrible. And now they have like shithouser Diego Costa. Exactly. You bring Costa in, you very much um, put your thought out as to how you're going to play football this season. Who looks like he's got another Diego Costa hidden up his shirt somewhere as well. He's um, <laughs> he's not been keeping himself trim and in football shape. I'm not fat shaming him. Diego Costa shame, that's fine. I'm not fat shaming him. I'm just suggesting he's not at a Premier League level peak. peak. Yes, fitness. They just brought him on to be an asshole. <laughs> Fair enough. Andy, what do you reckon? I mean, if we're just bringing players on to be assholes, I'm available. <laughs> I just like, no, I'll happily do that. I'll do it for much less than Diego Costa. <laughs> exactly. Um, how, how would you do it? What would you do? Uh, I'm trying to think about what would be a suitably Glaswegian way of it that wouldn't immediately get me sent off. I'd have to whisper something about his ma. <laughs> uh, I just assume it would have to be something like that. Um, just take it back to the Glasgow playgrounds and, and, and hope that that annoys them enough. No Glasgow kisses? No, absolutely not. That's too obvious. Yeah. Uh, so I would have to leave that. Um, yeah, so, yeah, this is Chelsea going to win this one. Wolves have been awful this season. <clears throat> um, they have made the right move, I think, getting rid of Bruno uh, Lage, But I... Especially with Neves being out. I mean, Neves is the bright spark in that team. Surprised he's still there, if I'm being completely honest. But, um, yeah, Chelsea will win this comfortably, I think. OK. Um, a brief interlude. Could you just explain what a Glasgow kiss is to, Chelsea, uh, to Jesse? It's <laughs> a headbutt. Because Glaswegians are maniacs. Sweet way of um, You do not want to know what a Glasgow smile is. No. <laughs> what do you, Andy? What is that? 
it's when you take a, a large blade and you um, put it to uh, basically run it horizontally across the mouth and push so that it extends their smile. You did that. Ask. The absolute. Fuck, does that have a it's name? It's wild. It is. Yeah, when they, yeah, that's the Glasgow smile. When you get a Glasgow kiss, they go, see you, Jimmy! Like that. I mean, it's not quite a Colombian necktie, but I mean, it's still pretty bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've really died. Manchester City versus Southampton, three o'clock, the Wayne Bridge derby. Um, no Carl Walker, who could be doubt for the World Cup. Uh, no John Stones or Calvin Phillips Ross. Um, is this a week to triple captain Erling Haaland? He's got six more points than South, uh, six more goals than Southampton have. <laughs> yeah, do it. I mean, if he's not your captain already, what are you doing? Why are you was, playing fantasy football? I was thinking that there must be people who don't have him as captain or even in their team. I mean, what, what are they thinking? Like, he scores two minimum a week. Yes. He's going to break Shearer's record in about three seasons. Yeah. <laughs> and is and is already um, assisting as well. I mean, what was it? Was it five total yeah. contributions in the game? He'd, he'd set up two of Odin's as well. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't play. Uh, fantasy league count in a long time but I mean yeah if you don't have Haaland A in your team and B as your captain then you, you, you're you not playing fantasy league this season yeah uh, Southampton and win had 23 Haaland's got 14 goals already <laughs> um, <laughs> Southampton and win 13 to the Etihad and their last 20 games of the Premier League they've won 3 drawn 3 uh, they've lost 14 and uh, 18 games 0 clean sheets so yeah this is triple captain week this is Oh, out. He's done for this week. He is. Uh, three o'clock is Newcastle versus Brentford in the Ivan Tony derby. Uh, one year into the new owners for Newcastle, so let's celebrate that this weekend. Uh, Romeo Beckham is training with the um, the Brentford B team. Of course, Brentford nicknamed the Bees, so he gets to play for the Bees B team. Jesse. Oh, <laughs> um, no Pontus Janssen for Brentford, Ross. Is that going to be a big loss? Uh, I mean, he's a big lad, so in that sense, yes. <laughs> physically, lost, yes. <laughs> yeah, physically, he will be a big loss. Um, no, they've, they've kind of recruited quite well annoyingly. They're going to be fairly fine. I think yeah. they might even win this game, to be honest. Um, and Sam Maximum might be back. Oh, um, who would like a quick quiz? Sure. Sure, that's all the affirmation I need, Jesse. That's why I came. Shaking one, the first one in like two. <laughs> Another 50 questions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Newcastle's previous five home games against Brentford have come in five different decades. Can you name them? No. <laughs> I'm going to go 30s, 40s, 50s, 70s and 90s. Oh, you've got three. Surely they've them last season, 2020s. Ross answered the question correctly. Can you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, I can't. Okay, so it's the thirties, the forties, the nineties, the tens, and the twenties. Was the tens in the championship? I guess it must have been. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Callum Wilson scored five and five. Newcastle and beaten at home. So, um, Andy and Jesse, what do you reckon to this one? You don't even know what we're talking about, do you? Because you're talking to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Distracted me with decades. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, Newcastle have just been they're an odd team this season. I mean, I feel like they bought quite well. They didn't go out and 
spend <coughs> stupid money on on overrated players. Eddie Howe's clearly a very good coach, but it still feels like they're lacking quality uh, in terms of creativity in the final third and just a, a real quality striker. I mean, Callum Wilson's a, a good striker. Alexander Isak will will probably solve that, but we'll need time to settle He's in. So, injured, I think, isn't he? Yeah, I think he might be at the moment, yeah. So, yeah, Brett, I mean, Brentford haven't been pulling up trees in the last few weeks either, but given Newcastle's record for, for draws in the last <laughs> kind of six weeks, I'll, I'll maybe plump for a draw in this one again. Jesse, what do you reckon about these two teams that you can't remember? Andy brought it all back to me. <laughs> um, that and that was that was spot on. Yeah, Brentford have the sort of the emotional um, advantage of at least for me watching them. <laughs> um, but they're pretty even evenly matched. Yeah, Newcastle seventh and they won one more game more than Forest have. But bottom of the table. <laughs> I'm right now. So, yeah, uh, Forrester Bottom with one win Newcastle seventh with two wins um, Brighton versus Spurs half past five on Sky Bobby Zamora derby uh, Deserby's home debut Kulisevsky is still injured for you Jesse um, Brighton fourth sorry third be fourth as well is it yeah oh my word um, Brighton last 12 in the Premier League they won seven drawn four lost one and, and they've got uh, a very good um, defensive record they've only conceded eight that's pretty good that's new um, no I love them and what what do you think is going to happen to your dear old Spurs this weekend this isn't really the weekend to stick your shoulders back is it it's going to be quite a tough one no and I never do um, <coughs> yeah we don't generally play well against Brighton anyway mm. uh, um oh. Yeah, I, <laughs> this is not this is not my pessimism speaking, but I I can see us going down, conceding early, and not being able to come back from this one. Oh, really? Okay. Um, Andy and Ross, cheer up. Yeah, Spurs win. Yeah. Yeah. Brighton have lost Potter. He was the the mastermind behind all this. Okay. Andy. Brighton win. Oh. <laughs> Just because I I do genuinely think there's there's. There is the makings of a storm around Conte. Mm. I, I genuinely believe, and I mean he's got history for it. That's fair. Um, it does. It it just feels like there's a little more negativity around Spurs at the moment. Does everybody come in and <coughs> put his team put in a pretty good performance last week against Liverpool? Uh, so I'll I'll go Brighton. Okay, fair enough. Right, uh, on to Sunday, the day of rest, however, not in the Premier League. Uh, it's Crystal Palace versus Leeds, 2 o'clock on Sky, the David Hopkin, Derby Ross. Uh, Joachim Anderson is fit for Palace. Uh, Patrick Bamford could be back. Um, Palace have not for won now. for now, for, yeah, for 20 minutes. Um, yeah. Palace haven't won in the league since August, and they dropped 10 points from winning positions. Although, lead away, have only got one out of nine points. Um, where do you stand on this one? Is Jesse Marsh back on the touchline? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. Was he suspended for the Villa game? I don't like him, so I don't care if he's there or not. Um, just give Mark Jackson the job. Uh, but I think we're going to win. I think. I don't think Palace aren't very good this give, season. Give who the job? Bamford's back. Mark Jackson, his assistant. Okay. Former Leeds youth, former Leeds player back in your day, essentially as well. 
Um, yeah, I think we'll win. We've got Rodrigo and Bamford should start the game. He says it's more of a four-four-two. We've not got Sinistera after his red card last weekend. Um, but yeah, I think I think we'll be alright. Yeah, Andy, Jesse. I think Ross can stick his chest out on this one. <laughs> Go on, I'm give, always confident. Give, Je- give, you... give Jesse a view. Go yeah. on, do it. What can go wrong? Leeds win. Nothing can go wrong now. Bloody hell. We scored 10. Let's concede 10. The more things change, the more things stay the same at Leeds. We just concede and score lots of fun. It's, you did it wrong. It's never boring. You did it wrong. It's been, it's been a while. <laughs> Andy, what do you reckon? Uh, a draw. Um, it's, it's Palace itself, Hurst Park. They've not been great, I think. I think people expected them to be maybe a little better than they have been this season. Weeds conversely, I think, have been a little better than people expect them to be this season. So, that yeah, I'm, I'm going to go a draw on this one. OK, uh, 2 o'clock um, is West Ham versus Fulham in the Lewis Bowen Morton derby. Uh, no Alexander Mitrovic, he's still injured. Um, West Ham beaten 11 at home versus Fulham. You might remember a couple of seasons ago when Fulham had a chance to win this. Uh, Adamola Luckman decided to penenka the ball straight at um, Fabianski <laughs> in the goal. Uh, Fulham, their last six games, they alternate between a win and a loss. Um, before we talk about this, did anyone see um, the West Ham bench uh, ad- admiration for Lucas Paqueta's piece of yes. skill yesterday? Aaron Croswell was superb. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was good, wasn't it? Um, how do you think this one's going to go, guys? West Ham should win, right? Fulham are in a false position, I think. So yeah, West Ham, okay. I think they, they should win. You think the Mitrovic factor is quite a big one? Yeah, he's their only good player, really. Yeah. Jesse? <laughs> oh, Lee Ford takes off off me. Busy putting the dog. West Ham should win, but also this is going to be boring. Oh, okay. Don't be very interesting, Andy. What yeah. do you reckon? Uh, yeah, West Ham should win this. Uh, again, it just feels like they're maybe slightly better form than they were a couple of weeks ago. Fulham, so much of how they, they attack teams is based around what Mitrovic brings. Uh, so as long as he's out, uh, you're probably not going to favour them to win many. Certainly not away from home. So, yeah, West Ham. Okay. It's going to be probably... Mm-hmm. DVD recorder read up front. Is he going to start playing for them? Is he still there? He is still there. He scored <laughs> the other week, didn't he? He did, yeah. yeah. Um, half past four uh, is Arsenal versus Liverpool, the Michael Walters derby on Sky. Klopp has said that Liverpool, quote unquote, need to defend the shit out of Arsenal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal's last 14 against Liverpool, they won one, uh, and Liverpool have won their last two at the Emirates. Um, this is Arsenal's third best start to a Premier League season um, and all, even better for Arsenal is the fact that Liverpool have dropped five out of seven points in Premier League games or no dropped points in five out of seven games in the Premier League I guess that means they've only won two now I am not going to say it season's over Chris it's just all about Champions League now yeah it's all about fourth place <laughs> Um, <laughs> I've got absolutely zero confidence whatsoever. <laughs> Darwin Nunes, red card. Good fun. I'm going to Adam's house to what watch the this. Fuck? Seriously, don't put that out there. <laughs> you do that. Okay, right. What's going to happen? What's more likely to happen in the game? A Darwin Nunes red card or a Darwin Nunes shot that hits the corner flag? What's more likely to happen? 
Maybe say it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, no, I don't know if we can. Against Thomas Partey and see what happens. <laughs> um, no, I don't. I don't think it's down to Darwin Nunes. The fact we're going to lose this match, I think it's going to be a collective brain fart, as it has been for most part of this um, this season. I think. Uh, what do you guys think? I don't feel confident predicting an Arsenal win ever because of what they've been for the past couple of seasons now, but. Yeah, Liverpool just don't look right. Something's wrong at Liverpool at the minute. Yeah. Jesse, you're smiling. Sorry, just they, they just don't look right is such a diagnosis. <laughs> That's uh, Dr. Ross. <laughs> There's something about your liver. Your liver just doesn't look right. Take a cell. You know, I, I think they're still seeing, um, even like, you know, growing up with Thierry Henry's Arsenal, now seeing Arsenal at the top of the league is just you want to like refresh like yeah. are you, are you sure? That's yeah, not wrong. Um, and they, it's like you expect them to screw it up somehow in some way so and and I, I can see it happening against Liverpool both because this Arsenal is the Arsenal that they are and because Liverpool at some point like you expect them to get their shit together and those, that confluence of things can happen at the same time. <laughs> uh, so I, I honestly, I'm not saying this because you're you, because you just said a bad thing. Um, I, I would not be surprised if this were a sort of catchy, dirty Liverpool win. Okay. Um Andy, uh, obviously Mikel Arteta listens to the podcast and realises that you are an Arsenal fan. He'll be keen to make up for Rangers' midweek performance for you, won't he? Oh, elongated sigh. Right, <laughs> okay. I have thoughts on this one. First, can I just say how refreshing it is to hear Arsenal and Red Card in the same sentence and the first name come out not be Granite Shaka. <laughs> <laughs> Very happy with that, thank you. I, no, I, so I think there's a couple of things here, right? Firstly, uh, in terms of Trent Alexander-Arnold, he's obviously had a good week with a free kick and so on. Uh, it's his birthday, don't be me. Uh, I'm just going to say that, you know, coming up against Gabriel Martinelli is the easiest task in the league for a, for a right-back at the moment, especially one who is Crap. defensively as up and down as as, um, as Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> that is very generous. I, I thought I'd better. But you know what? You've been slagging after Rangers all day. Alexander-Arnold's <laughs> shite, right? Okay, I'm just saying it now. Alexander-Arnold's a terrible right-back. Get him in midfield or get him on the bench. That's, the, that's your options here. Um, I, I think Arsenal will win this game. If I'm a Liverpool fan, I'm starting to get slightly worried because I'm seeing parallels between this season for Liverpool and what ended up being Klopp's last season for Dortmund, where it kind of felt like that was a team that maybe spent one year too long together and the kind of performances and so on fell off a cliff. Um, and I, I kind of get that sense, you know, that... Liverpool should, no matter how bad their injury bug has been, you should never enter a season where at one point you're starting central midfield as Jordan Henderson and James Milner. <laughs> I just, it just shouldn't be the case. 
Um, and yeah, if I'm Liverpool, I, I think the Champions League will be fine. Um, but in terms of the Premier League, yeah, I'd, I'd be slightly worried if I was a Liverpool fan. Um, and for that reason, yeah, I think Arsenal are coming into this game with all the confidence, and I expect they will they'll win this one. And I can't believe I'm confident <laughs> predicting Arsenal to beat Liverpool, but there you are. Someone's waited an hour and 18 minutes to get it off his chest, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Just wait until we start talking about Rangers again. You have no idea. <laughs> We'll be doing this next week. Um, okay, uh, weirdly, seven o'clock on Sunday night, Everton versus yeah, Manchester United. Why is there a game at that time on Sunday? What? <laughs> um, Everton versus Manchester United and BT Sports, the Norman Whiteside derby. Dominic Cavett, Lewin could be back. No Yerry Mina um, for Everton. Uh, Rafa Varane could be back for United, but Harry Maguire is out. Um, United have won one out of seven versus Everton. And in their last... Uh, 10 away games um, they've lost 8 of them uh, they've scored as many away uh, as they've scored as many away goals in the Premier League as they did against oh, hang on what have I written ah ok they scored no I, uh, <laughs> they scored as many away at Manchester City last week as the previous 8 away games combined 3 goals basically um, and Everton got the best defensive Premier League record with only letting 7 goals so this has got to be a gimme for Frank isn't it Ross <laughs> I'm torn here because you don't like Frank, Frank Lampard <laughs> coming out for Manchester United is it's almost rivaling at this point. Do you want to find out who the referee um, is and you can cheer for him? Well, I mean, half of those are cunts as well, so I don't really know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you said that word. Yeah, Anthony Taylor probably. Maybe Anthony Taylor. Maybe Man United win. In context, I heard I have loads of. <laughs> <laughs> Got a secret to tell you. Surely the reason this game's at seven o'clock is because Frank Lampard does he want to miss his triple Sunday roast lunch? Do you think? You know, his, his our long standing for the national anthem was he proclaims He's filming at the NFL's back, so he wants Everton to be on prime time Sunday night TV instead. Jesse and Andy, how do you think this one's going to go? I think Evan. I can't believe I'm saying that because, like, Ross, I really hate Frank Lampard <laughs> and would love nothing more than to see them humiliated, to be honest with you. I, I think he's lucked himself into a position where every time they play at the moment, they're playing a team that's got some kind of issue going on, I think. Yeah. Um, and, and Man United are that team at the moment. You know, they were they were lucky to win uh, last night. Yeah. I think um, there's there's clearly still issues in the dressing room around Ronaldo and, and the, the fact that he's not starting games. Ten Hag doesn't seem to have settled on a, a best starting eleven yet. He's got the same problems in midfield that you know the previous managers have had. So Goodison does it's a good atmosphere in Goodison as as much as I don't like to say it, and I feel like that is doing something to inspire. Lampard's players so yeah Everton I think will will win this one okay uh, and then Monday night at 8 o'clock on Sky is uh, Forest versus Aston Villa Gary Parker Derby what a player he was um, Steve Cooper has signed a new contract all that talk this week he might be given the heave ho they've only given him a three year contract extension um, blue, isn't it? yeah exactly uh, so how do you think this one's going to go guys are we all too far bothered because it's about three days time and no one cares we're a bit of rubbish aren't they like for the 
almost billion that they've spent. They're not very good. They've signed a lot of players, but aren't really a very good team. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, Forrest have tried to sign three separate teams basically to play for them, and he doesn't really <laughs> know how to pick an eleven out of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can they both lose? Is that possible? I'm sure it is. I'm sure, they could both <laughs> conspire to do that. Jess and Andy, how do you think this one's going to go? Yeah. What did you say? Piece of piss. I said they surprise. Sometimes. I want you to enunciate a little. It's a very unJesse sentence. Exactly. Surprisingly, I thought you said it would be a piece of piss. I don't even know what that. It means really easy. No, it means it means it will be really easy. No, I would have gone with, like, it'll be a wee bit easy. Cause that's easy. <laughs> no, I think. Andy, how do you reckon it's going to go? Uh, the the Gerard out chat seems to die down a little, which would suggest that they've maybe solidified a bit. Yeah. Um, I think Forrest have done the right thing, sticking with Steve Cooper, if I'm being honest. That I think there's a recognition there that they get promoted probably a season or two earlier than they should have. Mm. Yeah. Um hence why they bought so many players because there was a re also a recognition that what they had wasn't going to keep them in the Premier League you know I think they probably looked at Derby under Billy Davis who, who suffered a really ignominious fate at the end of that season um, <coughs> but in terms of this game yeah I think Villa have probably just solidified enough to to take this one Villa win okay excellent right that brings us to the end of our Premier League previews that brings us to the end of our podcast uh, has anyone got any other business or anything no. No. Okay. Uh, sorry, go on. I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay, no worries. Uh, so we're um, Man on the Post, part of the Man on the Post network. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Man on the Post. You can give us uh, a like on Facebook as well. Um, if you like what you hear, you can find us from all of your usual uh, podcast outlets. So uh, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast. Don't think we can do Acast anymore, can we? Um, you can listen on the website, but that's about it. But no one does that, so yeah, get on iTunes. Yeah, okay. Uh, you can subscribe, follow from all your usual podcast providers, and all your future episodes will fall automatically into your inbox. Um, Jesse, if they want to follow you, how do they do that on that there Twitter? Um, I'm at C Etchingham77. Okay, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Very kind of you. Uh, Ross, how do they follow you? I'm at Jesse Loesch. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Andy, how do they? This is going to be a test, isn't it? Andy, how do they follow you? I'm at the end of my tether. <laughs> oh, but they can also find me at site Tyson. Okay, uh, you can find me at Rossbell underscore underscore. I think. There you go. There you go. Brilliant, <laughs> guys. Thank you ever so much. It's been uh, lovely having you all on, and always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>